From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, presented by the Dallas Morning News, where every day of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend, all having to do with the boys in blue, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Crella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today to discuss a future legend is a current legend, Dwayne Price. Dwayne, what's up? Bobby K, what's the word today? Oh, just Luca. That's the word today. What's your word today? Man, I, I, I tell you, you know, I, I listen to a lot of people and uh, a lot of them are saying the same thing I said. If you were starting a franchise today with everybody that's today in the condition they're in today, who would you pick first? And I would pick Luca. Yeah, I, th- I think I would agree with you. I think I would agree with you. And you know what's interesting is if we were to have this conversation a year ago. Luca would be like in the mix, but now there's there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. And you know why I would pick Luca? There's one reason. Before before the Mavericks got ready to play the Clippers in the playoff this year, everybody was talking about how Luca was going to be neutralized because the Clippers had the the best perimeter defenders in the league with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly. All Luca did was average 31 points. 9.8 rebounds and 8.7 assists in that series, mostly of which was on one leg, you know, because he sprained his ankle and all that. And here's a here's the telltale sign for me. Paul George, to, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard's supposed to be the best perimeter defender in the league. He didn't want no part of Luka until around the fourth quarter <laughs> when, of course, Luka got about 30 minutes on his back now. Okay, now I take him. No, you take him, take, take him the first minute of the game. I'm serious, man. You know how you go to a game, Bobby, and you're watching the game within the game? That was the game I was watching because I looked forward to seeing what Luca was going to do against Kawhi Leonard, and it didn't happen to the fourth quarter. And, you know, of course, he's, uh, he's got an edge now. But but, but you, I think Paul George started on him, and he got in foul trouble because that's what was going to happen to Kawhi Leonard. You can't guard Luca one-on-one. It's just not going to happen. It's just not yep. going to happen. You can dream about it all you want to. No, no, no. This dude is too good. He yep. is too good. <laughs> and, he, and he proved it right away. I mean, Paul George was in foul trouble the first couple of games. Pat Bev was in foul trouble in the first game. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, Kawhi picked up some cheapies on Luka, too. I mean, the guy's unguardable. Mar- Marcus Morris, yeah. obviously, that was very well chronicled. He is, he is straight up unguardable. And, and, and what was, you know, I'm not, like, taking joy in other guys' plight or anything, but we're recording this the day after the Clippers went up 3-1 on the Nuggets. And, you know, Jamal Murray, who just went, I mean, he played at a super duper ultra megastar level against the Jazz in the first round as Denver came back and won that series. But the Clippers have darn near neutralized him in this series. And it just really, that's the sort of thing that I think makes you kind of respect and appreciate uh, the strides Lucas taken in his game so far already. The fact that, like, 
Jamal Murray averaged almost 50 points a game against the Jazz for seven games. And then he goes into the next series and he's now averaging 15, 16 points through four games. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to see how Luka was able to achieve so much against the Clippers, like you said, on one ankle and also missing basically the entire second half of one game of foul trouble. I mean, it, it was just, it was just insane. It's, it was, it was totally, I mean, again, above my expectation for what he could achieve at this point in his career. So I think the the moral of the story is whatever you expect from him, multiply it by two. And that's probably what you're going to get. Let me bring you back to that game in a game. I was telling you about Paul George. I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Luca probably about the same height, six, seven, right? Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is three inches shorter. So Kawhi Leonard, oh, I got, I got Jamal. I got Jamal. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want Luca. You don't know you don't want no part of Luca because you know what Luca gonna do to you. The dude is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I guarantee you. Miles get that one more key player, and they can keep everybody uh, healthy, especially KP. This team is gonna be they're gonna win some titles. What, what did LeBron say when he came to Miami with uh, Dwayne Wade and and, and Chris Bosch? Not no. one, two, <laughs> not three. They're gonna win some titles. If they stay healthy and get that one more key player, I'm telling you. Five I'm minutes into the episode. That, I'm not just saying minutes. that because I work for the Maryland. I'm saying that because I know basketball. I've seen it. I know great players when I see them. Like I, like I tell everybody, believe what you saw, not what somebody else told you you saw. And what I saw the first time I saw Luca, because I'd never seen highlights on him, it's like, oh, my God. This, I'm talking his rookie year. I was like, oh, this dude is off chain. This is right yeah. away, and he's done nothing but improve. You know, I say year after year. He's only been in there two years, but it seemed like he's been there a long time because he's just a very dominant player, very, very dominant. So two years into his career, uh, one of which was shortened due to a hiatus to 75 games, and he only played, I think, like 60-something of those games. He missed, like, I don't know, eight or ten of them. And then his rookie year, I think he only played maybe 68 or 69 games his rookie season. He's already number 18 all-time in career triple-doubles with 25. Uh, I believe he's the Mavs franchise leader in career triple-doubles. Yeah. Uh, with three more triple-doubles, he'll tie Michael Jordan for, for how many that, the, that his airness recorded in his career. I mean, the dude is just... He's amazing. And and we recorded this episode on September 10th. I have no idea whenever you're going to hear this. So <laughs> then Luka might have already uh, earned first team All-NBA honors. Uh, we'll see. Will he finish top five in MVP voting or top eight in MVP voting? I don't know. But, I mean, the accolades and uh, and the recognition is already starting to roll in. And, again, all of those awards were voted on before – uh, the bubble resumed. And and what Luca did in the bubble, that stat line he put up against the Kings, and then going out the next game and doing it against the Bucks, what, 36 points, 19 assists, 14 rebounds, and an overtime win, capping off with that between-the-legs pass. And then, of course, uh, topping off a 21-point comeback and a 40-point triple-double with a step-back three to beat the buzzer uh, in, in game four against the Clippers. I mean, the whole bang, league... Was- bang. All the players know, all of his rivals know, all the fans know this guy is as legit as it gets. And uh, it's just, it's, I'm just really, really relieved, Dwayne, that 
he's on the Mavs and not on like, you know, the Sons of the Kings, the Hawks or the Grizzlies or any of these other teams because it would just suck watching him do all this stuff and like have to kind of like pretend like you don't like him. But uh, he's here. So I don't know. It's just it's it's great. It's great that he's here. And and I mean, I, I don't know. We're still kind of in the afterglow of uh, the honeymoon phase or whatever, because this season was so much fun. But I mean, we're about to we're about to shift gears to expectation time. But there's no doubt after seeing what he did in the playoffs and, and with, the, you know, the expectations that come with being player of the month, for example, and, and the focus of the Clippers defensive game plan, he was able to deliver. There's no doubt that he'll be able to handle the pressure of like we need to win the championship this season kind of stuff that happens whenever you're as good as he is and as good as the Mavs want to be. They told us the Clippers had the best perimeter defenders in the game and Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly. All Luka did is 21-10-9 in that series on one leg and for over half the series without his, 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 his number two guy, KP, to turn to. So, so the, the, the Clippers knew they had to go in there and shut down Luca, and it's a wrap. You shut him down, you win every game by 20 more points. They couldn't shut him down because no one can. The guy, he, the guy can average 35 if he wants to, but you know what? Luca would love to average 35 assists a game. How many times have you seen him, Bobby? He'll get all the way to the rim and throw the ball out to the three-point line. Hey, Luca, what are you doing? Why you got to lay up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you recognize the importance of getting these guys going, you know? Right, right. And, and that, that, that makes him fun to play with if you're one right. of those guys. But also, I mean, it's kind of just the it's even if it's like the wrong thing in the moment, it's the right thing to do. You know, yeah. you want to you want to kind of empower and, and lift up your teammates and all that stuff. And so that's what makes him kind of a, such a such an attractive superstar from that perspective, that if you're a guy who thrives on getting shots, well, Luke is going to get your shots. If you're a guy who needs dunk, Luke is going to get you dunks. He's going to set the table for you. All. He's going to he's going to put the ball on the tee. All you got to do is bust out your driver and smoke that sucker 350 yards. I mean, that's what that's what Luca does for you if if you play with him. And so uh, it's, he's just a, he's a special talent, man. So there were there were a lot of good games that he had this season. There were a lot of big moments and everything. Um, what are what are and 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 don't don't say the Clipper shot because that's cheating. What's kind of like hey, one moment, hey. or, <laughs> one moment or, or or one game or one play or whatever? that really kind of like stands out to you whenever you look back on, on this season from Lucas perspective. Man, the month of November when he averaged with 30, 10 and 10. I mean, the whole month, he was just, just, uh, just take that. That's when the league knows, that, Oh, we're going to have a problem with this dude. <laughs> I mean, who, who does that? Average 30, 10 and 10 for the entire month. Well, only month. two players ever Oscar and Russ, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's hard to do. I mean, when you when you say uh, uh, Oscar and who? Who was the other guy? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. But but when you say only two, and you know we've had you know hundreds of great players. I mean, legends that played this game, and they never did it. And this guy did it. You know, uh, two months into his second team, second year in the league, at age he was age twenty at that time. Wow. The, the, the sky is the limit for this dude. And here's the other thing. Uh, what I was talking about earlier, to, to steal a line from the Kimmy Montambo, the NBA players, they got cable. So they see the Mavericks play. They know what's going on over here. Guys that like to get shot, I guarantee the Mavericks going to end up getting them some free agents because guys going to want to come and play with Luka because 
He's always smiling. Even when he make a mistake, you know, maybe not at a critical time in the game, he's still smiling. But they know he's having so much fun, and guys want to be a part of that. And you know how it is, Bobby. You've been in the locker room. The guy's just a joy to be around all the time, cracking jokes and stuff like that. But when he's on that court, he's serious. He's getting ready to bust your butt. I don't care who you are. He's going to bust your butt. And I guarantee you, if he's not first-team All-NBA this year, I don't know who he is. I mean, yeah, you can make a case, obviously, for James Harden, LeBron James, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, who else? Who am I missing? Giannis, of course. Anthony Davis is kind of in there, too. Giannis. Yeah, honest, and then Luca. That's it. That's your five. Who else you gonna Who else you gonna put in there? Well, that, that, was, that was six. That was six. There's LeBron, Harden, Luca, AD, Giannis, Kawhi. So not AD. We'll I, don't have, I don't have AD in now. I don't have AD. In Ooh, another shot fired, Dwayne. You're you're not holding anything back today, man. You're a lot like Luca. You're a joy to be around, but you're you're busting people's butts right now. I'm not busting his butt. I'm just uh, telling you the facts. Uh, the top five players in the league today is a Greek freak, Luca, Harden, uh, LeBron, and Kawhi. That's the facts. There That's you it. go. There's nobody else. Anybody else get in that top five? I don't know how they got in there. That's your top five. He's Dwayne Price on Twitter. If you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to publicly disagree with him, but no, I hear you, man. I think Luca's deserving of it, and. And uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll add to your to your point. If he doesn't make All NBA team, uh, first team this year, it will be the last time he doesn't make first team All NBA <laughs> for probably like ten years. I mean, he's he's already that good. My my favorite moment, or I guess like a big moment that really stands out to me, was the day after November ended. So this is December first. Dallas flies out to L.A. to take on the Lakers, and Luca had just had back-to-back 40-point games, and I believe uh, against the Suns, he had a 40-point triple-double. So he had he scored 40 against Houston and had 40-something in a triple-double against Phoenix, and then they go out to L.A. to take on LeBron, Anthony Davis, your guy, and the Lakers, who had won 10 straight games. And in the first half, Luka had nothing. Two for nine, had like four or five turnovers, uh, just was not doing very well. The Lakers were winning. They were running away with the game. AD was having a great game. And then the third quarter started and Luca just turned it on. And he went to that special place as he has so many times in the third quarter of games this season. And uh, Dallas opened up a 20-point lead, a lot of it thanks to Luca. He had 16 points in the third quarter. And then in the fourth, he buried that step back three in LeBron's face, oh, kind of put the, put the bow on the game. And it was just like, dude, I mean, this guy is just so – he's so legit. It was kind of his first example of uh, – if, if he doesn't get you early, he's going to get you late kind of thing. You know, L.A. kept him in check for the whole first half. Luka had never beaten LeBron before. In fact, he'd always kind of had bad games against LeBron. It's his hero. I think he's nervous and all that stuff. Yeah. But then in the second half, he just took over. And Dallas beat L.A. and hit their winning streak and all that stuff. And it was it was amazing. And that was kind of the there, – there have been other moments in his career where he's done similar things. But that was kind of the first time where I was like, okay, this guy is – He's he's for real, for real, for real, for real. You know what I mean? Too legit to quit. Lakers yeah. Had, Lakers had won 10 games in a row at that time. And back to the other point, Luca averaged 29, with a 29, 9, and 9 this season. Led the, yep. league in, led the league in triple double with 17. If he's not first team all NBA, uh, what are you guys looking at? Well, what, 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 what do you want? What do you want? 
29-9-9-17 triple-double, lead the league in triple-double. What do you want? And someone gave him a first-team all-defense vote, so he's, he's quite a defender too, Dwayne. Actually, he did get better during, defense, during the course of the season on defense. He, he, really, did. he really did. Yeah. He really did. And you know if he defends like that moving forward, then, I mean, that's, that, that would be pretty freaking awesome. Because, I mean, he, was like, he, not, he wasn't just okay on defense after that. He was, like, legitimately good. Exactly. And uh, the thing he definitely got to get better at is his free throw shooting and his three-point shooting. You know, now he, he'll, he'll miss a whole lot of three-pointers, and then he'll do like, like he did in, in game four and hit that one at the buzzer to beat you. But he's got to be more consistent, got to get up there between 35 and 40 points. I mean, 40% from three-point range. And he has to get his, three, his uh, free throw shooting up there between 82 and, and 85, somewhere up in that range. Because he's going to get fouled a lot. He's going to be at the free throw line a lot because he knows that he can get to that lane and get in the paint anytime he wants to. They cannot stop this dude. I know I work for the Mavericks, but this ain't got nothing to do with that. This got something to do with me just watching basketball and know it's like, wow, he's in the paint again. He's in the paint again. I thought Paul George, I thought Kawhi, I thought you guys were, I thought you were great perimeter defenders. How you keep letting this guy get in the paint? Because they can't stop him. Yeah, they can't. He he did to his credit. He did improve from seventy one percent as a rookie to almost seventy six percent this year. But uh, in the playoffs, he shot below sixty six percent on free throws, and he was taking ten of them a game. So uh, that's a that's a lot of points that you're leaving on the floor. So you'd like to uh, you'd like to improve that a little bit. But I mean. The fact that this dude just finished up his second season and we're already kind of like, I mean, it's like it's more important than a nitpick to say improve as a free throw shooter, but it's kind of just nitpicking, you know, uh, it really kind of speaks volumes to to the player that he already is. But I agree. I mean, if you want to win in the playoffs, every single point matters. And so those free throws and, you know, every 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 tick that you can improve that three point percentage is only going to make him even more you know, dominant to a to a degree. It reminds me of uh, Dirk's first season. I was there his first game in Seattle. And it's like, well, I shouldn't say that because Dirk wasn't this good as a rookie as Luca was as a rookie. But my point is, every offseason, Dirk came back with something that he didn't do the previous year. He improved on his game. And it was like, wow, you can do that now? Oh, man, you do that? Oh, wow. Oh, wait a minute here now. If you're going to do all this, you might be a 14-time All-Star. Next thing you know, you're a 14-time All-Star. And I expect the same out of Luka. You know, yes, he came to the NBA with a, with a lot more a lot more advanced at, than Dirk was when Dirk came to the NBA. But still, nobody's perfect, you know, not even the great ones. And uh, I, I think, like I said, free throw shooting and three-point shooting. And, uh, he, and then after that, it's like, then you'll be nitpicking because he has just about everything else. I mean, my goodness, I don't, what can you say? I mean, 29.99 with 17 triple-doubles. I mean, Bobby, come on now. At and kind of unanimously, like unanimously, the guy that everybody would start their team with now, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, before it was like toss-up between him, Giannis, Anthony Davis, you know, maybe Devin Booker's in there, or Zion or something, uh, Jason Tatum as well. But now, I mean, it's like, dude, Luke is the only answer to that question. Yeah, he started an all-star game for the Western Conference. Who uh, everybody always says it's the toughest conference out of the two between the East and the West. He in the starting lineup last February, you know, alongside LeBron James. So uh, I mean, at, at age 21, Bobby, what what were you doing at 21? Huh? 
I was trying to grow afro. I didn't do that very well. So uh, it, did, it didn't. Uh, did your hair just stop growing or what? It just stopped growing. If you look at my hair right now, people say, "Oh, oh, oh man, you know, you know, it's easy for everybody to grow hair." And with the pandemic, because now nobody can see you, so you can just grow it. Don't matter. Mine just stopped growing. It won't go nowhere. I expected this beard to be like Santa Claus, you know, maybe about a foot long. This thing like three inches long, Bobby. It just stopped. <laughs> That's the same way my hair did when I was coming up. It just stopped. I didn't have no afro. I just had a owl with no Aww. pro to it. Oh, that's sad. When I was 21, I was doing stuff that I, I can't talk about on this podcast. So that's that's all that matters. That's all you need to know about that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess uh, I, a, a little more about that. So you, you said Dirk would come back with something new. And, yeah. you know, he really developed like an excellent post-up game and, and a face-up game and dribble drive. And, you know, the step-back fade was something he added to his game later in his career. Um, is that like a an ordinary – like a – a common thing for superstars to do like Dirk would almost like revolutionize the way that he played. Do you think that Luca needs to like add like totally new things, new elements to his game? Or do you think it needs to be more of like fine tuning stuff that he already does well? Uh, and maybe like slight tweaks to things he doesn't. I mean, what, what do you think, what do you think Luca looks like in five years, like totally different player or the same thing, just like fewer mistakes? No, no, he's gonna be different because the great ones they they like they like to uh, diversify their games, you know, because they want you as a team when you're scouting them and you're looking at that film and you're looking at him coming down the court, he's going left. The next time he's going right, the next time he's throwing up short jump hooks with his right hand, then he's doing it with his left hand, then he's throwing up full blown hook shots, then he's draining three pointers, and then he's throwing behind the back pass between his legs to a teammate for a dunk. They want you to see that on film. So when they go to bed at night, the night before the game, they're not going to be able to sleep because they know this guy, this guy is bringing the whole package and I don't care what I'm doing, we are not going to stop him. So that's what Luca wants opponents to think. And they're already doing that right now. But he'll add some more. He'll, 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 he'll tinker, tinker with some things and he'll, he'll, bring, he'll, he'll show us something that we haven't seen because the great ones always do. They won't always tell everybody when Jason Kidd came to the Mavs in 1984, I always look forward to going to the game. You know why? Because I knew he was going to do something that I had never seen before. It may not be until minute number 46 of the game, but he's going to give you that one memorable moment where you're going to go home and say, wow, can you believe what Jason Kidd did tonight? And that's where Luca is. He, he never ceased to amaze me, the things that he did. I remember the first game, his rookie year, uh, you got to remember, Luca, his, his team won in uh, Real Madrid, was the world champs over there, in the second best league in the world. So he's in the NBA, in the best league in the world. The first time they played against the Warriors, who at that time were the defending NBA champs. So here we got Luca playing the defending NBA champ. And Luca was the MVP in the second best league in the, in, in the world. I remember if you go back and get that film, a minute, less than two minutes in the game, bang, 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 Luca had eight points already, two threes and a two. It's like he was telling, telling Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, "Here I am, y'all gonna have to deal with me." And I never forget Draymond Green's quote. He said, "This dude, he said he gonna be a problem." Then he followed up with said, "He's already a problem." Because you know what? <laughs> he was already a problem at that point, and he's been a 
a problem ever since. That's why Kawhi Leonard, Paul Jordan, and Patrick Leppard, they don't want to guard this dude because they're going to get in five trouble. <laughs> oh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And just to think that, I mean, still so young. He's going to be around for so much longer. I mean, I don't know. There's no ceiling on his future. It's just amazing. It's It's amazing to think about. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but what you said earlier about championships and everything, I mean, you're right. You're right. Great players win championships. This is what they do. And Luke is a great player. So what, what do you think that means? I mean, it means he's, he's probably going to do a little bit of winning in his career. So uh, it's, it's on the Mavs now to, to make sure that they can, they can put the right pieces around him and, you know, call the right shots and everything and, and help make that happen. But I guess this is a little bit of prediction mode. But I mean, realistically speaking, let's just for the sake of convenience, say that the same exact roster comes back next season. How close are the Mavs to, you know, I don't want to say winning a championship, but at least like contending. I mean, you can make the case that they were kind of close this year, but they were the number seven seed. I mean, do you see it in them to improve by enough wins to get home court? Can you see them winning a series or maybe even two? I mean, are they how, how are they closer than we think or do they still have some ways to go? Well, uh, again, you, you got to have your players out there. It's, it's a players league. I mean, uh, Dwight, Dwight uh, Powell was a starting center. He wasn't there in the bubble. Jalen Bronson, your first guy off the bench, he wasn't there in the bubble. KP was injured, missed the last three games in, in the bubble. So that's three of your top six players. And having said that, they still took the Clippers to six games with Luca on one leg. So if you keep everybody healthy and bring them back, and, you know, they, they learn something. You're always going to learn from when, when you get your butt kicked. You know, they got they got beat up that in game five and all that. They made it close in game six. But when you lose a series and you come back the next year, you're going to learn something from that. That's why I never figured out why teams, when they're on that edge between making the playoffs and uh, getting in the lottery, you know, uh, uh, some of them want to get in the lottery. No, I want to go to the playoffs. Because when I go to the playoffs, I'm going to learn something. And then maybe I might lose that series this year. But next year, I'm ready because I learned from that loss. And you can always uh, learn something from a loss. Yeah, you learn something from a win, too. But you're definitely going to learn something when you when you lose games. So if they stay healthy, it wouldn't shock me at all they can get to the Western Conference Finals next year. Let's it do it, Dwayne. How about that? Let's yeah. go. And, and Bobby, if you're good enough to get to the Western Conference Finals, you're good enough to get to the NBA Finals. There you go. That's another Dwayne Price guarantee. Let's effing go, Dwayne. Let's get and there. Good, and if you're good enough to get to the NBA Finals, you're good enough to win it all. And honestly, if you made it all the way there, you might as well win it all. You know what might I mean? Well, you know, if you're there, you might as well. You know. Win all the way there. Don't what you wasted all that time. You know, let's let's just get the thing done. All right. Well, there it is. The quest begins. Step one, we already saw. Step two begins, I guess, right now. Luke is back in Slovenia. I'm sure he's putting up a ton of time in the gym already, uh, getting ready and, and, and getting ready for uh, for season number three, whenever that begins. Could be in 2020, could be in 2021. I have no idea. Hopefully it's sooner than later. But uh, no matter when it starts, you know you can count on Mavs Daily to be there with you every single step of the way. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't. Give us a nice review. Give us a nice rating. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with the Luca fans in your life. Share it with the Luca haters in your life. Let them know that this dude is for real and that Dwayne Price is for real too. Uh, he is Dwayne Price. My name is Bobby Corella, and uh, you can catch us next time 
on Mavs Daily. 